Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Billowing Hilltop podcast. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. I am here with Lucas and Hello. Paul Hello. and Johnny and Hello. Graham, but no Dan. We've lost no Dan. Dan. We don't know where he is. But read it as a result. Of sleep. Gone AWOL. His seat is free. So there's a bit more space around the table. He's um, in find his wheelie spot. bin. He might be in his wheelie bin. Where you been? Where yeah, you no, where you wheelie bin? bin? Where we left things. I mean, we don't really need to. Do we need to do a recap? Well, it's well, we'd, we'd, it's, we'd beaten them. We'd yeah, beaten I mean, it's his yes. own celebration for not being here and being able to bask in the glory of the fantastic spell. Oh, you're still on the Dan saves thing. the Sorry. day. It was Purple who. Yes, it, um, it was Purple, Purple who really. Um, yeah, that was just an amazing move. Really, but we must never tell him. No, thoroughly unpredictable. Right. Very important result. No, we'll yeah. edit this bit out. <laughs> yeah, I can edit out that bit in the combat as well, so that it never comes to the light of day. We can just splice it in, right? Yeah. <laughs> now we've gone up a level. Yes, lots of things to discuss. After all the ceremonial, you are winched down into the uh, understructure. The understructure. I'm saying that you get back to the scene of me at about I don't know. I mean, your bout only lasted about two minutes, if that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Very quick. So I would say that you're back in the Cenobi by about 20 past eight, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the Cenobi itself is dead quiet. The understructure is quiet. There are fewer guards around than usual in the understructure, mm-hmm. you notice. The Cenobi itself, you go down the big broad staircase. The kitchens are still open. You can hear kind of the clattering of pots and pans and stuff going on. But there is only one team sitting around a table in the actual mess area, and that is the Anvil of Thump. Their mechanized giant suits of armor are all parked up against one wall. And the gnomes themselves are all just sitting around a table. They're looking a little bit, I don't know, it's all a little bit like the energy is lower. I mean, there's only four teams left. No sign of Filge. No sign of Chank Fankham or Mertz Dank Barrel from the New Mountain Massacre. Filge is probably in his cabin. He doesn't seem to come out very much. It's perfectly possible that Chank and Mertz Dank Barrel were up watching your fight. There's no rule against it. I mean, that could Mm -hmm. be where they were. Mm -hmm. So when's the next bout? You think the draw is going to be imminent, but you've got a bit of time. The gnomes wave in kind of half-hearted fashion at you, but they don't invite you over for a drink. There's a bit of nerves going on because it's like, it's either them, you, the Newell Mountain Massacre or the Gravediggers, right? I mean, so... Mm. There's a one in three chance that they've got you tomorrow. The kitchen door swings open as you come in and a kitchen hand pops their head out. It basically shouts back into the kitchen. It's the weird ones. They won. And you can hear a <laughs> voice from inside go, which weird ones? The one with the pointy head and the funny little man. <laughs> and they, a couple of heads pop out and they kind of wave at you. Oh, congratulations. Well done. And they bring out, you know, provender. Victor's supper. Drinks. Yes, you get a Victor's supper, precisely. Lovely. And you get a chance to sit and recuperate. Oh, and this is, this I'm going to ask for extra steaks because I would like to feed yeah, yeah. Anything the. Yeah, anything you like, uh, sir? Yes, no, they've got plenty the of food. How would you like your steak, uh, uh, Mr. Rare, Wadby? please. Rare, we can bring that out. No sign of Garth. You left Garth in your cabin with Lahaka, his sister. Mm-hmm. You're not sure if he's still there. You may want to go and see what Garth is up to, or you could take a seat around the table in the scenery and we could talk about your new level, level nine. Let's start that. with that. Good plan. Yeah, and we need to talk about betting results. Oh, we and do. And also I realised um, the la- when we won the last bout, we won bronze statue and some gold, but we never tallied it up. Well, you've got 5,000 gold pieces in a, in a purse. So 1,000 each. And you won... this round, though. Yes, yeah, so you won 2,000 in the first bout. Yeah, so the 2,000... I've got it written down. I mean, we, there's no, we're not can't spend it on anything so no but there's 400 each right yeah yeah so it's just yeah. i forgot to write that down so. you've got a bronze statuette of a bull 
in the first round. Then you got a silver statue of something else. I can't remember what you got last week. We got a, a dwarf gladiator figurine. Dwarf gladiator figurine. Well, very nice. Somebody can paint it later. <laughs> Levels. Who wants to go first? And who's got what? Well, I'll go first. Uh, how many hours have you got? Boring. I haven't <laughs> got much, long much to do. Basically, I took a toughness as a feat. Of course. <laughs> yep. No which gave me um, 18 hit points. Yes. Nice. Um, because I'm barbarian, that's effectively 36 yes, points. Yes, because of the rage. Um, which is a lot. Yep. Uh, and then I took one extra level of cleric. And I got uh, a cantrip, which is Toll the Dead. Yeah, okay. he picks the old faves. Yeah, the old favourites. Mm. Just to loosen my opponents up before I go toe-to-toe. And then the other one, the second level spell was uh, Lesser Restoration. Ooh. Yes, very useful. Just, I mean, you, uh, seem to encounter, yeah. you seem to encounter kind of challenges more and more often that Restoration is useful for. Yeah. It's good for clearing conditions, which is good for you, because I know you hate anything that sort of knocks you out of yes. fights. Yeah, you exactly. absolutely load that stuff. And for the reader's benefit, the reason I got toughness in, mm-hmm. um, rather than the ability check is because because you're multi-classing, yes. you don't get the extra ability upgrade or feet upgrade it doesn't factor in on the aggregate number of levels it factors in on the fourth level of a particular class so yep. mm. the last level eighth level everybody mm. got their second bump up oh i see i see but yes, i f- didn't because i was a fifth level barbarian and mm-hmm. a third level cleric yep. and it wasn't until i got to fourth level cleric that i got the extra bump mm-hmm. up. got it got so it so that's yes. the sort of dis- slight disadvantage of most classes which is actually quite clever i think anyway that's me well that's good who wants to go next go lucas i have to say after the last combat i got a bit annoyed that problem with the monk is i've realized is and i don't really understand this but you know a thief gets sneak attack right Mm -hmm. which is supposed to be a thief's ability to identify you know weaknesses and effectively bury the knife in the right place to do the extra damage right and it's like i mean What's your sneak attack now? It's like, I don't know what, 3, 4, D6 extra? 5, D6. 5, D6 extra. I mean, you would have thought that a monk who's basically trained in, you know, the, the martial arts and understanding, you know, all the mm. the body and everything, that you would have thought that sort of, you know, a monk would all have the body something and everything. like that. You, know, you, you would know have what thought. I mean. Yeah, there, I mean the, but monks don't have that, so... They have lots of attacks, though, don't they? Yeah. You can, so, you can only sneak on one attack. Death by a thousand cuts, you know. That's the choice you make Thieves when you like an assassin, though, so they, you know, that's their one thing. It's that... That strike, whereas monk you can do as Graham's saying, continual. Yes, the monk fight. The monk is an odd points. class though, because it's neither. They used to have these kind of classifications, didn't they? Striker and yeah, healer and whatever. And it's like the monk is kind of a bit of everything. You get lots yeah. of attacks. You get lots of powers spread quite thinly, rather That's than. That's right. Mm. Yeah, it is. You get to do all this sort of stuff. Like on every attack, you can you can change it to a stunning strike, but then that gets a DC save and all those mm. kind of things. Anyway, you're about to describe what you've done, and I'm going to kind of become yeah. cross because it's going to be ridiculously overpowered. But here we go. You're just, I can see what you're doing. You're no, well, I don't... Mm. You're priming me. <laughs> the, uh, no, unfortunately not. You know I'm not that clever. Um, anyway, so Graham gave me a couple of good suggestions which I looked into. There was one uh, crusher which, would, which sort of allows you to basically force your opponent around the, round the battlefield or there's a mm-hmm. um, polearm master which gives you extra sort of benefits if you're using a, like a quarterstaff weapon. But... In the end, none of those sort of really, I don't know, they, they didn't really seem to sort of add 
lots of damage or anything to a particular attack or whatever. And then I stumbled across mobile. Ah, yeah. No, okay. So mobile basically adds 10 to my speed. Mm Mm-hmm. And it also allows me, if I make an attack, then I can move without attacks of opportunity. It's a beautiful thing. So, given that I have 55 speed now, plus I can do a long strider. You're faster than me. Yeah. And then long strider adds 10. No fair. (laughs) So, basically, I can stand like 30 feet away, move in, do four attacks, move back out again. Yeah. Be very, very like a, you know, like a mosquito or something. (laughs) Yeah. As in annoying. Yeah. yeah, As in annoying. And obviously, if you added Fangs of the Fire Snake, I could literally be 45 foot away Mm -hmm. and do a melee attack. So yeah. your rounds are going to get increasingly. I mean, they're already they quite are. irritating. They're, you're going to be very, very, very annoyed. But I have to say, I was spawned, yeah. spawned on by, uh, spurned on by uh, Paul. Spurred on. Been a long day. Spurred on by Paul. Yeah, oh yes. That mm. So how fast can you move, be Paul? Annoying. Me. My base successful. move. How fast everybody can move, isn't he? My my yeah. base move. Sixty. Yeah. Oh no, hang on. My base moves. Uh, sorry, I beg your pardon. It's seventy. Your base sorry, right. seventy. Oh, yeah, sorry, but that's my, magically my, adjusted, right? Well, that's with Charlie, my magical thing. So it's 70, yeah, no, so I can move faster than everybody else. Sorry, that, that's okay. That's <laughs> my okay. base move is 40, Well, I pride myself on moving slower than everyone else. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you have to move, why move quickly? Yeah. Yes, you absolutely have to move. <laughs> Talking, Unless okay. there's a bear chasing you. And is that then it? I only have to move faster well, than one of you guys. That's it, unfortunately, yes. The, the oh, nice so adjustment will come next level because next level monks can then move up vertical services and across water without... Uh, oh, blimey. As part of their movement, which would okay, be quite interesting. Remember to adjust the adventure as we get into it to make sure we don't have either of those things. <laughs> Loads of horizontal surfaces, no water. Yeah. Uh, that took a long time, and there was yeah. some really serious issues that I think you've got to work through there, personal issues you've got to work through there, Lucas. Um, my advice would be read the character class before you decide to use it. I think Monk sounds cool. I think, I think it's working quite well. Who next? Um, a Paul? Tell us about um, Alessandra. Uh, if, if it is the real Parker, yeah. of course. We, we if it is the real know, Parker. Yeah. Okay. Alessandra. Yes. Alessandra has gone. Uh, it's not that exciting. She's got an extra d6, so 5d6 on sneak attack. Which, mm, yeah, it's not is, very exciting. Mm. It's, it's another d6 damage. Another d6, yeah. And then she gets something called infiltration expertise oh, yes. where you can unfeelingly create false identities of yourself over the course of seven days and you basically become another identity you don't take on it's not like you can take on somebody else's identity but you can take on the identity of a type of person and then be believed to be that type of person so the nice yeah, I mean, from this point on, the assassin does more and more of this kind of infiltration-type stuff. That's what the traits, the the feats yeah. and stuff go to. Yeah. So uh, unless we get into deeply into that kind of role-play stuff, it's not that interesting. I can't get into too many spoilers, but, I mean, effectively, all of book seven and mm. most of book eight are just one long role-play. Um, role-playing exercise yeah. well that's Ooh, great. great look forward to that <laughs> yeah. and that's as exciting as it gets so I will consider multi-classing next time round. yes multi-classing I, it's actually, an odd I'd, one multi- mm, yeah. I did say in one of the first episodes that it's not good to multi-class and then I went and multi-class so um, oh, mm-hmm. we've been talking about the we've been yeah. talking about the coffee lock have we not 
Yes, very interesting. What's that? So, coffee lock, it's when you take two levels of warlock, two levels of sorcerer, and you take the warlock thing that means you don't have to sleep, and you take the sorcerer feature where you can convert spell slots into sorcery points or whatever they're called and you can convert sorcery points into spell slots then what you do is you never go to bed and every short rest you get your warlock spell slots back which you immediately convert into sorcery points and then immediately convert back into sorcerer spell slots that will never run out as long as you don't take a long rest so you can basically turn yourself into this super powered (laughs) sorcerer monster with just limitless spell capability and the caffeine addiction <laughs> yeah. Um anyway. Do, 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 do. And we'll save the sesh till last. Alright, oh, okay, me. Yeah. So off you go. I thought ninth level was a bit dull. And then I realised it's not. Oh because okay. <laughs> I've <learned a> spell. <laughs> That's like a top gear car review. Yeah. Yes. It's now worrying Mike. You get a fifth level spell, right? Well I get, get fifth, fifth level, level spell. spells, which is nice. Yeah. 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 Mm, yeah. mm. And I can prepare more spells, so we'll come on to spells yeah. in a minute. Oh dear, there's something else. But I also noticed that uh. Uh, proficiency bonuses move at ninth level, and that yes, makes they spells, do. spell DCs go up by one. Everything goes up. Yep. Yeah. All of your two hit rolls, all mm-hmm. of your everything goes up by one. Yeah. Is it on class level though, or character level? I think it's, no, it's on class, class level. level. It's another yeah. clever so, multi-classing thing. Right. So it's a multi-class penalty. Oh, yeah. 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 You're down in the threes, I would think, there, John. Hmm. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yes. Well, so you're up to fours. We're at fours. Yeah, proficiency bonus is four. Better yeah. go at the front then. Yeah. Yeah, but it does make the spells and the choices a bit more interesting. Um, yes. Well, it, yeah. Because it's harder to save against the, the spells again. Yes. I mean, obviously, the whole game ticks on in the background mm. to um, scale up the challenges you face. Yep. And there's a trickster I automatically get access to. Um, Dominate person and modify memory, which sound quite oh, fun. Mm. As fifth Very level good. spells, mm. and then I was thinking a little bit, and I decided I would go a bit heavy into fifth level spells. Uh-huh. So I've taken commune. Oh, hello. Prepared that, yes. which I can cast as a ritual, so it doesn't take my fifth level spell slot. You just yes. have to prepare it and uh, summon celestial, which might be interesting. I haven't decided, but I did have to lose Ooh. one of my lower That's level spells. Very Once you start summoning stuff. I mean, what do you get when you something? Basically, a celestial is like a sort of plain-touched creature, right? Yeah, it's a. Um, looking at commune to see how much I hate a spiritual it. form. Oh yeah, three questions, yes, no answers. Okay, you're not supposed to do it more often within a long rest period, basically. Uh, if you cast it too many times, times you get a duff result. Oh, I was hoping there would be some fiendishly expensive material component which I could use to well, arbitrarily think... limit your use, but unfortunately there yeah. isn't. I, I did oh. stick clear of raised dead because of the, you know, well, anyhow, you can rememorize it. I mean, raised dead's an odd one because I mean, mm. if you'd had raised dead all this time, you'd have used it once in the whole adventure. On Grimbold. Yeah. Well, you also need the massive diamond, and we did have a massive diamond, but <laughs> you did someone's... have three massive diamonds, but now you have two. I if I've got that right, yeah. and they are. So we do have some material spell components. Should we need to use them? There we are. So, that, and then Dan obviously is not here, but Dan could talk us through Burple's ninth level choices when he's with us again, or maybe Dan and I can sit and we can drop that into one of our intros or something for a, for a later episode. Great. So that's pretty cool, really. You wake up, part of your morning routine, get up, ritual spell cast a commune, ask three questions, have your breakfast. That's, yeah. Be a wiser man. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it comes with a tarot deck, I've decided. So Sessions is going to unf- unfold like his little bit of um, purple um, velvet, I would think. Squat down and um, draw the cards and see what's happening. I like it, 
Yes, no questions, 50%. Yeah, you just need to think of a question that can be answered, yes or no. So what's its what's its um, session's name going to be then? Oh, yes. Um, tarot deck, I suppose. Yeah, I think it's just the tarot deck. Yeah. It's not long before you hear the sounds of people approaching the scenery. And Telebir, accompanied by Rachnian himself, and Ocaral, Rachnian's head of security, looking at you in a particularly kind of flinty, steely, pissed off kind of way. Looking at me in a funny way. Appear, along with the officials that run the draw for the next bouts, and kind of sweep into the chamber. With them is Shank Frankham and Mernst Dankbarrel, the floating spherical wizard accomplice who have clearly been with Rachnian and Talabir and uh, right. set up well maybe I mean you know it's it's one of those things Frankum has been champion for however many years in a row I mean he is like a, a big star he's the federer of the games of misrule so yes obviously he's going to be sort of a bit more in with the authorities anyway I mean he could have just been up there watching your fight mm. um, he nods at you from the back of this crowd as everybody enters the chamber and Talabir looks around and he dispatches an official who knocks on raps on the door of Filge's cabin and Filge's ashen sneery little face pops out and regards everybody coldly and then he's rather reluctantly he steps out into the into the main chamber and you're all gathered Talabir says it is time to make the draw for the semi-finals we have the Null Mountain Massacre we have the Anvil of Thump we have the Flayer Slayers, led by their captain, Dunchel Tundley. <laughs> and we have the Gravediggers, led by Filge. Filge goes, <laughs> regards you all coldly. And we shall now have the draw. There are two bouts tomorrow. One semi-final will be fought at 3 p.m. And the other semi-final will be fought at 8 p.m. Officials, please. And there's a lot of rattling around in bags. And an official pulls a card out of the bag holds it up and he says the flayer slayers Ooh. and which opponent will the flayer slayers face bet it's not chank fankum there's a lot of rattling around and a card comes out the grave diggers told you filch looks there at we you go. just goes <laughs> we had to be chank fankum in the final didn't it and we can confirm that the 8pm fight will be between reigning champions the Newell mountain massacre and the anvil of thump the anvil of thump look actually Pretty pleased with the draw. We should find out what um, the gravediggers are like in the battle zone. Well, yes, you could maybe do some asking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Competitors, uh, rest up, recuperate, enjoy yourselves, for tomorrow you fight in the semi-finals. Whee! And then he says, uh, Master? And Rachnian looks at you all coldly and says, Good luck tomorrow. Try and keep the crowds entertained. Oh, and Flayer Slayers, try not to have your bout over within the first 30 seconds. And then he sweeps out and the others all follow him out. <laughs> leaving Chank and Mernst who look around a bit look like they're kind of considering the idea that they might socialise decide against it and shuffle off into their cabin just leaving you and the Anvil of Thump sitting there looking at your beer we're going to do some exploring let's go and ask the Anvil of Thump if they've watched the Gravediggers yeah yeah, that's a good idea we have watched the Gravediggers yes uh, how, do, how do they fight what's their shtick well you don't see much of um What's his name again? Is it Filge? Filge. You don't see much of Filge. He's got his, um, he calls them his creations. 
We watched his first fight against the lizard folk, the Mist Marsh Mourners. And really, it's a question of uh, he seems to have he seems to be able to bring a, a new uh, group of undead horribleness that uh, he inflicts upon each set of opponents in turn. And honestly, he made quite short work of those lizard folk, I have to say. And we're pretty glad, to be honest, that we didn't draw him. I mean, Mr. Fankham and his golems are a a, a prospect. But to be honest, uh, everything we hear about you chaps, we're glad to have avoided you. And everything we know about Filge and his infernal necromantic horriblenesses, we're pretty glad to have avoided that too. So at least we know what we're up against, a straight fight against big things. And that's, you know, <laughs> big things powered by small things, that's us. <laughs> So we've got to prepare for necromantic stuff. Can we nobble them in any way? What can we do to get him before the battle? You're not Uh, asking me this question, are you? No. Good, I'll sit here and drink beer while you chat about what to do. That's that's, that's my idea of the perfect session. One thought, so what time did you say? It was about 20 past eight at the moment. Oh, you got in at about 20 past eight. You sat and chatted. You've considered your ninth level. Oh, I have some information for you, by the way. As you feel the benevolence of Oort settle upon your shoulders with ninth level, Sessions, Burple and Parker, if it is the real Parker, you feel a change in some of the items that you are bearing items that you've been carrying with you since very early on in our adventure. In fact, items that you found in the tomb of Zosiel all that time ago. You feel that the protection offered to you by the shroud of Zosiel, uh, Parker, the white shroud that you wear, which effectively gives you the equivalent of a mithril armor. Mm. You feel that it's protection. You feel it somehow feels enhanced. Oh. A little. Likewise, Sessions, the diadem you wear that grants you plus one to your wisdom. That is correct. It now grants you plus two to your wisdom. You feel that it's, as it were, energized somehow. And Burple notices a surge of energy through the sword of Zosiel that he bears and feels that it has somehow, what's the word, increased in magical power somehow. And the cloak of Mithril Mail? Um, well, I mean, I yes, I mean, effectively, in t- rules terms, you think that it is now a plus one set of... Ooh. Magical vestments. Now, so there's some sort of conjunction of planets, isn't there, coming up? Something to do with that, isn't it? It's difficult to put your finger on kind of what's going on here, but your sense is that as you feel the energy of Oort flow through you, and you feel your new powers reside within you, you also feel that these pieces of magic have sort of somehow elevated their own level of magic to match your enhancement. Anyway, sorry. Yes, I got distracted there. The draw was held at nine, so it's now about. Let's say ten past nine in the evening. So we can carry on exploring, so can we? Eight hours from now would be five in the morning. Yeah, you can't take another long oh, rest until today. Until midnight. If you take a long rest at midnight, then by eight in the morning you would be fully yeah. rested. You'd have a fight at three in the afternoon. Yeah. Mm. Right. So we can go and do some exploring now. We've got ages. absolutely. We've got absolutely. We've got a worm to deal ages. with, haven't we? You have. We've got no more. By the way, what happened with um? What happened with cashing in our bet? If you hunt down the bookie that you initially lodged your bet with, they've been conspicuously absent. (laughs) (laughs) You bet um, as follows. Sessions bet on winning your first match at two to one, and he put down 30 gold pieces. So he is owed 60 gold pieces plus his stake by the bookie. Would you like to claim that win, Sessions? Oh, yeah, why not? Burple bet 
20 gold pieces on the same bout and therefore gets back 40 in winnings and his original stake. Now, Alessandra and Parker, you bet on you lot to win the whole thing at 25 to 1. You yeah. did. Uh, Alessandra okay, so. put down 100 gold pieces at 25 to 1 on winning the whole thing. Parker put down 48 gold pieces, all that was left in his funny, yes. scrubby little pocket. Yes. Oh, I couldn't remember whether I betted on the whole thing or not. Okay. Including that last gold piece that he keeps in his belly button. Yeah. <laughs> right. Alessandra, you stand to win two and a half grand if you actually yep. win the whole thing. And Parker, 1,200 gold pieces. Nice. Right. So that's, that's the thing. So, I mean, Sessions and Burple can claim their winnings. Alessandra and Parker, I mean, the bookie's there and he's looking increasingly like he wishes you weren't there. But there's not much <laughs> you can do about that. Yeah. I'll, I'll okay. ask him, does he want to buy my bet out now? How much would he have to offer you? I don't know. <laughs> oh, there we are. I mean, give it, give him a number and he, he'll consider it. I'll have a think about that one. He's got his board with all of the odds chalked up on it. What are our odds? Well, you're about five to one to win the whole thing. Now, you are, I think, slight favourites. Five to six favourites to go through against Filch. Filch six to five. The other semi-final between um, the Normal Mountain Massacre and Anvil of Thump. Normal Mountain Massacre are strong favourites to go through that fight. One to three on. Anvil of Thump, three to one. The Normal Mountain Massacre, they're about one to two to win the whole thing. And then the winner of your bout is going to come in at about three to one, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, should we talk about the things that you've got in terms of the threads that you've got to pull on? You haven't visited your cabin yet. You're not sure what um, happened. With no, I think we ought to do that. Garth Southport. Yeah, I think we should go and see Garth Southport. I think we should go and revisit but the worm. He's he's not there. He's not there with his There's a note. late sister. Oh, right. Oh. Left by him. It says... Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, guys. The hacker is not there either. I thought I'd take the opportunity of the whole Cenobi being quiet and everything to try and get my sister out to Eligos. I don't know if she's ever going to be the same. But I'll come back and we'll talk soon. Okay, guys? Bye. <laughs> uh, where have we got with the worm, by the way? I can't remember. <laughs> well, so, yes, where are you with the worm? I can tell you where you are with the worm. <laughs> You have opened up the shrine. You got yourself all the way through and you took out hooves. The shrine itself has got the scrolls on an altar and the green crackling energy uh, zapping into a set of double doors that you've not opened, but you think lead towards the worm chamber that you've glimpsed through that pipe. There, oh, yeah. there was the nastiness we ran from. Yes, on the other side of Hooves' little bedchamber, chamber. there was a door heading north, which Alessandra, after Burple cast a clairvoyant spell and had a oh bit of a God, scope yeah, there. there was that thing behind the curtain. Alessandra mm. went up into this chamber that was north of there, part of which is separated off by a curtain. She peered over the curtain. She had to make a saving throw against something she saw on the other side, on the far wall, that almost basically took her out of everything, but she made that save. And then a horrible, globbly, eye-pitted orange slimy blancmange creature leapt out of a pot sitting in that curtained off area and basically started having at you and casting stinking clouds and stuff and you just absolutely shat yourselves so we and need to go and your kill that then very lives what that thing is would it be waiting will it be guarding is it something that's living in that little spot and if you don't disturb it i mean you just don't know in terms of the worm and the scrolls you kind of hit a bit of a I don't know I mean you haven't opened those doors so you just you're not really sure Let's should we go, go down and open the doors yeah um, what about the orrery by the way well the orrery how many days off this conjunction are we at? Got the conjunction is 
tomorrow, the third day of misrule. Right. On the midnight of the last day of Fumbulary, as you flipped over into the festival of misrule, you definitely felt the energy of the orrery pop up a notch. You could kind of feel it starting to hum. And that sense of the orrery becoming increasingly energised has persisted since then, with it seeming to sort of elevate itself a level at, at midnight every night. So you're not sure what will happen at midnight tonight, but the conjunction that the orrery is predicting will happen tomorrow. So we've got to sort the worm out before tomorrow. If it's anything to do with anything. Should we go down? Open the yeah. doors? Anybody? Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go. Before we go, short. I need a short rest. That would take you round to, say, 11-something? 11 o'clock, let's say? I mean, if that... Yeah. I don't really recover anything on a short rest, as far as I can see. Let me just check. You didn't lose any I hit points, obviously. I didn't lose any hit points. Either. Four ones. <laughs> oh, no, Channel Divinity, which I didn't use anyhow, refreshes on a short rest. Oh, hold on. The the aid. Did you do aid? There was an aid spell. Yep. That's Last eight hours. Oh, blimey, yeah. Well, that still yeah, works. I yep. just need to add that because... How are you getting there? Uh, the uh, cellar. For the wine cellar. So you're sneaking up the stairs to the understructure. Like I said, yes. don't seem to be any guards around. Yeah. No sign of Chank Fankum. No sign of Filge. The anvil of Thump. I mean, that you just leave them sitting around their table looking, whatever. The passageway that runs from the main hallway past the beast cages towards the centre and then on to where the wine cellar was. Mm-hmm. How are you doing this? Are you just walking? I mean, are you just breezily stalking through the corridors like you own the place or are you sneaking or what are you doing? I think we just breeze along. You breeze down the passageway. The beasts are back in their cages. Oh, can I just throw a bit of meat for them and set, uh, in my with my beast yeah conversing say uh yeah thank you for not, not eating, eating me his meat yes the leopard says and uh, you mentioned that you were going to free us all um yes yes <laughs> yes feel? later later uh, when later. should we i mean it's just that we have plans dinner plans um, yes i have quite a bit on my plate at the moment uh, but take this gift of meat <laughs> as a sort of interim gift or sort of like a taste of freedom. Yes, yes, yes. Think of it like that. <laughs> Do you have to free the boars? They really are the, the ghastly people. No, no, I won't free the boars. And then I'll say to no. the boars, no, I'm not freeing the leopards. <laughs> the, the boars, oh, good, yeah, don't free them. They're really stuck up. They're horrible. Oh, no, no, there's no way I'd free them. Oh, no. no they don't deserve freedom. You get to the central corridor, and then you're at the point where you're basically turning to the wine cellar door. Whoever is leading, let's say it's Alessandra, as you turn the corner, but before you can see where you're going, you could hear the sound of people waiting. Ghouls shuffling around. You're not sure. Does anybody want to... Do you want to stop? Do you want to just keep going? I'm going to stop. You hear a cough and the kind of shuffle of feet... Uh, from the direction you're going in. All right, I, I'll turn around and signal to everybody else to just stop and be quiet, and then I'm going... You hear, hello? I mean, you've been walking, you said business as usual, breezily yeah. walking along the corridors, you've been chatting to the animals. I'll uh, I'll go, hello? 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 And I'll walk round. Who, who are you? Uh, we're the Flare Slayers. We're just taking... Oh, a... uh, you shouldn't be up here. Uh, there just... are five guards standing yeah. outside the wine cellar door. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just taking... We've, it was just... We need to a post-match... Stru- you know, stretch of our legs. It's part of our routine. The door is uh, open a crack and one of the guards briefly kind of pushes it in a little bit, leans his head 
in there and that you can hear kind of and then the door's closed the... he comes back out and the door's closed behind him uh, you're not meant to be up here uh madam i know i know we just it's... this area of the understructure is not for competitors we just it's part of our post-match routine we've won we I'm, just need I'm, to calm I'm down you're going to have to it's warming down the muscles i'm afraid you're going to have to change your routine bridge. have you been routinely walking in this area because if so that will be grounds for disqualification for the whole competition uh, no, 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 no. It's just part of our routine to go for a walk. So when you say routine, you don't mean routine. It's more of a one-off. <laughs> yeah, it's a one-off up here, but the routine is to go for a walk. We just found ourselves up the here, you see. Well, it's been a simple misunderstanding. <laughs> I won't detain you any longer. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very keen to get back to your quarters. Well, not really, but... Um, I'm sure you are sort of very com- keen to get back to your <laughs> What's your name? Because I'd like to recommend, I'd like to commend you. I'd like to talk to your boss. When, I, when we win, you see, I'd like to kind of My name is Hooswangle Bangfriendle. Hooswangle Bangfriendle? <laughs> and if you wish to. Uh, <laughs> That's a bit of tongue twister, uh, that one, isn't it? Do you think so? Uh, the Bangfriendle family have got, uh, there's, I'm Hooswangle. My brother is uh, Dirge Fresley. Um, Removal Penkoffel is my sister. Are you related to Wozwangle? No, no. What a ridiculous name is that? Uh, anyway, if you wish to um, speak to any of my superiors about this service that our guard uh, detachment has delivered to you this evening, madam, you are welcome to. It's an excellent service. Do I have to fill out a Do you need any assistance survey? in finding your way back to where you're meant to be? No, no, no. We know where we've come from. Oh, well, that's excellent then. So, well, be seeing you. Best to be... Um, you know, not disqualified from the whole competition. That would be <laughs> that my would recommend- certainly firm be recommendation. Clumsy, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, it's not. They're still here, madam. How very interesting. Have you got friends with you? He starts walking towards you. Pulls his sword out of his scabbard. Oh yeah, no, we're all we're all. And the other another guard. She starts looking quite frosty. She very briefly opens the door into the wine cellar. Just whispers something urgent through the crack in the door, closes it again, and then starts following up. She pulls her sword out, too. I wouldn't no, want to have any um, misunderstandings about your oh, presence. No, 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 we, we, we're going. We're going now. There's all of us here. We're going now. We're just, you know, we're turning around. Look, there's all of us here. Can't take him anywhere. Okay, well, it was very nice to have made your acquaintance, albeit, I think, tragically briefly, madam. And I'll um, turn around and start walking back towards the scene of you. Okay, well, you hear them kind of muttering and chatting, and then the sound of them recedes from you. And you're back in the main hallway at the top of the staircase. So we're going to go back the other way through the pool. That you can do. And before you know it, you are clambering out of the pit in that little northern chamber above the coffin room in the shrine. Okay. I'll spring out, jump up, light pebble on my neck. The lantern that dangles above the pit is lit, as are torches. Very tempted to go up those stairs into the the wine room, so behind (laughs) the guards, (laughs) and ask them what they're doing there. Uncle Buggy, the torches that were not lit before are lit in the room with the coffins in it that you first went into when you came down from the wine cellar steps. Yeah. The corridor leading south has got torches lit and the door leading into the training room where you fought so many zombies is open and that training room seems empty. You can see flickering in that training room from your east the telltale sign that the doors must be open into the shrine with the green crackling energy beam because this is a green flickery light. Yes periodically lighting up that chamber. There's no sound of any movement or anything. Right, well, I'll move all the way down so I can appear down that east corridor through all those Can doors. you give me a perception check as you do so? I'm 18. As you pass through the coffin room, you pass by the door that you know leads back up to the wine cellar. Uh, yeah. That door is open a crack, and you can see light coming through that crack in the door, and you can hear the sound of low quite distant murmuring the guards 
somebody. I'll follow Buggy and have a listen too. Are you trying to be quiet? Yes. Okay, let's have a stealth check first then. 15. So you're lovely and quiet as you creep up towards the door. And give me a perception check for your listen. Oh, terrible three. Okay, so you can hear the sound of murmuring voices. <laughs> let me let me do the same. I'll do a stealth check, which so is right me and getting his minions together to complete the ritual. So I get a 24 on my stealth. Okay, yep. Silent as um, drizzle. And my perception check oh, is 15. Okay, you can hear a couple of voices. I think one of the voices is uh, female from mm-hmm. the uh, intonation. The other voice is male. From the occasional snatches and phrases that you hear, they seem to be bored. They seem to be discussing why they've been asked to stand around here and when is Ockerell going to come and tell them what to do next. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're just grunts. They're minions. I'm proceeding forward yeah. into the room that the screamy thing was in and then I'm peering through those doors, just peering around the corner. Yeah, eastwards. so peering around the corner, you're looking into, yeah, you can just duck your head quickly around the corner, take yeah. a quick snatch of a glance, but not expose yourself. And, well, if you take my meaning. Yeah, family show. Yeah, keep it above the waist. The shrine is as you left it. There are the fallen cadavers of the ghouls that you've killed. Nobody's been in here and cleaned up, as it were. Yeah. Um, I got to is there any uh, evidence of, of footsteps? Give me a survival check. Ooh, oh, God. Terrible, the two. No, okay. Forget you can't that. see any evidence of... To be honest, Parker, Parker, trying to unpick even your own yeah. traces in these corridors and stuff with all of the tramping, wormy ghoul blood backwards and forwards in these corridors, tramping. right? And all these awful things all zombieing about. I mean, it would just be a challenge for even the greatest tracker. Green energy beam is still crackling across the chamber in front of you the door on the other side of the shrine is still open leads to another open door that's a door you think you might have closed which leads into his bedroom right i'm doing a protection from evil on myself you can see the chest that you disappeared into buggy okay and there's light coming from in that room uh. sessions and burple uh, uh are we running a dice to see who controls burple yes Okay, going around the table, D4. Oh, no, I suppose I could include myself. No, I won't include myself. You should include so, yourself. Okay, well, I'll roll a D10 in that case. Running around me, Lucas, Graham, Paul, and Johnny. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Graham, you can decide what Burple is up to for the moment. Okay, well, Sessions and Burple will cross the room with the coffins down to the T-junction yeah. and and hold there. Sandra, are you... What are you doing? I think Alessandra's going to move on down to the double okay. doors. Just before you leave, can you give me another perception check? Maybe we should lock that door. Getting a 20. You pick up something to the effect of... Have you been down there, by the way? No, I haven't. Why? I mean, once again... Oh, I mean, it's absolutely awful. I mean, God knows what's been going on down there. Something absolutely awful. Like, we aren't going to have to go down there and clear it all up. That's what I can say. Anyway, well, I suppose we'll get instructions in due course. Something along those lines. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that Alessandra, with her picks and tools, could lock that door at the bottom of the stairs. Okay. There's a stealth check involved. You want to do it without anybody hearing a kind of... As you do well, it. let's start doing with the stealth check. Oh dear, terrible. 13. 16. Sorry, 16. Okay, 16's perfectly passable. Now let's see if you can manipulate the okay, lock so successfully. It's, it's 14 on this. Wow. 28. You successfully flip the tumblers in the lock and click it 
closed. I just wanted to get that established. So you've got Sandy, Burple, Sessions, Parker, Buggy. What do you want to do? I'd like to make my make my way down to the double doors in the training room. Yep. Uh, Parker? I've been following Buggy. I can go first if you want. You Buggy know. and Anybody I take the There's no sound. There's nothing. I will proceed forward up into the room with the sickly green beam. Mm. Yep. Slightly at an angle so that anybody in that room with a chest... Yes, I understand. Uh, you're, if you're they look down that away corridor, so they they're could not going to see, see me. Yep. Yep. Completely got it. So the scrolls are still there. We can't seem to touch them. We can't seem to interact with them. try to actually touch them, touch them. But mm. you've tried to um, mm. disturb them with the points of weapons and stuff. And nothing happens. So they're on no, another dimension. No, it's like they're not part of your reality. It's like they just can't be interacted with. What we really need... Is. But like I said, nobody's actually, you know, taking the glove buggy. off, reached uh, out, Uncle and just touched the touch it. Well, and the green energy beam still running out of the scrolls through or into the double doors to your north that you've not yet opened. Buggy, I think you need to get untouched. touch. That was this. brave of Buggy. What about well, Parker, Sandy, Sessions, Burple? Anybody going to catch up with Sessions? Buggy? Yeah, going to advance. I'm right behind Buggy. Should we open the double doors? Uh, oh. I tell you what, one of us opened the double doors and the other tried to disrupt the beam with their hand. What? I think Mike hinted that if we physical contact... Sorry, if I was hinting what? that, I no. was... Um, no, 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 Sorry, I just want to make sure that I'm clear no, on this. No, 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 what no, no, I, no, I didn't say anything about anybody interrupting the beam with their hand. In fact, you've seen hooves stand in the energy beam with apparently no ill effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although hooves may hooves. may not have been, you know, like you guys. Well, he definitely wasn't like you guys. Well, you kind um, of what I said was that, that nobody yeah. had tried to touch the scrolls. Yes, that's what They've I mean. They've only tried to disturb them with an implement or a tool. Yeah. That's what so I said. So I think one of us needs to touch the scroll and the other one open the door. So maybe Why we don't we try opening the, the door first? Gets the lowest. No, I don't think we should be touching the scrolls. I think that... Well, um, I think Mike's hinted that we should touch the scrolls. While Parker and Buggy discuss what to do next, what does Sandy, Sessions and Burple want to do? Sessions has moved up to the other side of the double doors in the training room. Uh, FBI style. Sandy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Burple will uh, come into the room as well. Well, Burple will be a good candidate to touch the scrolls, I think. <laughs> yeah, Burple, suddenly full of gusto and off. enthusiasm, runs yeah. into the room, takes yeah. off all his clothes, rolls around <laughs> naked on the floor... Yeah, and then throws himself <laughs> into the green beam and then yeah. Yeah. rubs himself against Touch the scrolls. scrolls opens the door. Because that's yeah. so like him. <laughs> He's composing a song. Buggy, buggy, buggy. <laughs> I don't know where it's going around. yet, but it's probably going to have door in it in a minute. Okay, well, it's a very good song so far. Yeah. Alessandra's going to go and uh, listen at the door. Mm. You're going to be making your role at disadvantage because you've got the... Okay. Whatever. These little fingers of green crackling lightning are kind of playing over the door right next to where your um, ear is. But give me a roll. Mm-hmm. 25. Yes. And the second roll is a 27. Yeah, okay. Your sense is that the crackling energy beam noise doesn't mm-hmm. end at the doors, that you can no. hear it persisting through the doors. Yeah. I don't think I can put it more I imagine that clearly the, than that, really. I imagine that to be the case. Is there anything else going on? That you can hear? No, nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, maybe maybe a light amount of incredibly scary pulsing. You know, kind of thing. I mean. Incredibly <laughs> scary pulsing. Yeah, maybe a sort of colossal necrotic heartbeat. You know, um, a bit of that. Is there any lock on the doors? Does it look like it's... Would they open freely or would we need to kind of unlock them? They've got little ring bolt latch handles, one on each door, that you can turn... Yeah. Should you wish to. Do you want to try and turn one? 
Well, what I'm saying is, is, is there an obvious locking mechanism? Like, is there a lock in the door? Yes, there's a keyhole. There's a keyhole. Okay. I think, first of all, I'm going to try and, using my thieves' picks and tools, mm-hmm. see if that playing around with the keyhole to find out whether it's locked or not, without disturbing the... Give me a... Same again. Check. 22. It doesn't feel like it's locked, this lock. Okay. In which case, I'm going to look around at everybody in the room and go, shall I open the doors? Yeah, go for it. Go on. Give you a stealth check first. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll just step slightly out of the way. (laughs) Okay. Is everybody happy where they're standing as the doors get opened? <laughs> yes, yeah, like he's hiding in the corner suddenly. No, no, Harker's stepping back towards the other room. Not hiding. Yes, yes, yes. Purple and Sessions are slightly closing the doors at their Slightly end. closing the doors, <laughs> I like that. Okay, so Purple and Sessions are closing the doors. Okay, so so just the others in. Slightly closing the doors. Not fully slightly closing the doors. How many inches are you leaving the doors open? I think six inches would be reasonable to peer around. Six inches, okay. And Sandra, you swing the doors open. I didn't say I was swinging the doors. But gently, secretly, super cautiously opening the doors in such a way that the doors are open at the end of what you do, but at no point do you expose yourself to any risk of any sort. Yeah, no, exactly. There is a corridor leading north. It leads to what I can only describe as a portal. The portal seems to separate this corridor as it runs north to where you think must link up with the chamber with the awful, swollen, necrotic super grub the size mm-hmm. of a bus in it it's a stone portal and it's covered with an obscene depiction of an orgy of dead worm ridden corpses mm-hmm. in the middle of this kind of mass of ghoulness there's the carving of a horrible green skull of Chios, which is uttering a silent scream of triumph and the green energy beam is crackling right into that open scully mouth. That okay. is what you can see. Basically quite, the scariest thing. Quite unpleasant. Are you relaying your discovery back to the others who are all turned away from you with their fingers in their ears? <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for the explosion. I whisper, oh my god, so much magic. Well, that's uh, certainly enough to get us hurtling down I the roll corridor. I scroll up? It's like going to uh, be under buggy. Which scroll? The scroll the beam's coming out of. Well, you can try to. Okay, I'll go over and pick up the scroll then. Okay. They feel like they're not part of your reality. But, Uncle Buggy, the moment that you make contact with them, the overwhelming, dark, malevolent intellect of some enormous entity is suddenly present in your mind, and you're physically, as it were, recoil from the scrolls and stagger back. Honestly, you felt that if you'd kept your hand against the scrolls, that there might have been a a point at which the dividing line between your mind and the mind of this giant intellect might have rather blurred between each other. So you're talking about Call of Cthulhu. Had Mm. an instant, like a hot hob or an electric fence or something. Yeah, it's like... I've got protection from evil running. I don't know if that helps. Yes, you feel like that your protection from evil was a definite help. Yeah, so it's a bit like Call of Cthulhu, this is the great one or something, and maybe not. Sort of I mean, that's, joining, di- that's a difficult one. But I mean, certainly mind, a giant, malevolent entity or, or personality or intellect was immediately communing with you the moment you touched the scrolls. There's nothing in the way of... Oh, by the way, and the scrolls themselves did not react to your whatever pressure you placed upon them. So this there is are a plane another thing. dimension, or there are some sort of another time. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing we've picked up in the way of items, kit, magic, which 
could help with this. You've left the doors open leading to the north, yeah? Yeah. Okay. And there's always a, search there's a the altar. Search the altar. Checking. Altar is a plain stone block with two supporting stones, like almost kind of paleolithic in its simplicity. There's Stick no... Stick a mirror between... Um, in the path of the beam? It, it ignores the mirror. It just, it just crackles on through. There's a corridor, and at the end of the corridor there is a portal. It's something that can be moved or opened, but it's not a door in the sense of a domestic or... I'm going to go um, very carefully, bit by bit, up the corridor. Tell me exactly what you mean by bit by bit. Stealthily, I'm going to go a half move. I'm going to be mm-hmm. checking my step very carefully, so not pressuring um, before... So you're, you're testing the ground before you put your weight forward? Yeah. So any kind okay. of traps like that, I'm checking the walls for any traps. So really, really carefully, because my aim is to get to the portal and inspect the portal. What's everybody else doing while Alessandra does this? You see, I'm being respectful. Thank calling you. her Alessandra while she does something so uh, brave. Utterly foolhardy. This isn't a Sandra moment, I feel. Well, I'll, I'll move Should up. Should we tie a rope to you so that we can drag you back if there's a problem? Drag my body back. Mm. Okay, you can tie a rope around Alessandra's waist. Somebody can hold on to that. Uncle Buggy yeah, is standing on the threshold of the door, yeah. ready in support. Parker's holding yeah. on the Sessions and Burp will move up next to where Parker okay. is. Right on the threshold of the room. Okay, Sandra. Yep. Uh, Alessandra, sorry. Off you go. Do you want any stealth rolls or... Give me, so give me a perception check. And then it's an investigation check if you are micro-inspecting things. But then you need to tell me a little bit about... Oh. An eight plus two, that's ten perception. Yeah, no, you don't notice anything. Fourteen on the perception. You don't spot anything particularly. And I will the roll... The whole corridor is obviously crackling with this green light. It's quite difficult mm. to make out. Investigation check, if you want one. Getting sure, a thirteen. Yeah, peering at the walls. No, you can see no sign of anything mechanical or concealed. Right. Another five foot. Mm-hmm. Me following. Two of you in lockstep. In Can I give you another perception check? Check. I perceive up to twenty-seven. Sixteen. Good stuff. Nothing. Search okay. on the wall. May as well. Nothing. Nothing. Investigation of 13. You don't see any mechanisms or hairline cracks or anything. Another five foot, same Okay, deal. now you're only five feet from this awful door. Oh, not so good. 13. Alessandra. Yeah. 13, as it happens, is good enough. Just. Just, Alessandra. Yeah. For you to notice the oddest thing, just in front of you, I mean a foot in front of you, in between you and this portal, mm. there's something odd going on. There's something a little bit like refraction going on, right? Like mm-hmm. sticking a pen in the in a glass of water and seeing its image change. Yeah. There's something between you and the portal that you can't see, but is having an effect on the way that light moves and that the perspective works. And or is the, this the membrane that we noticed the previous time? Yes, Parker. If this is reported back to you. It very much resembles the effect that you detected at the end of the pipe leading to the same do, chamber. Do, does the green beam stop at this membrane? No, it or does, does not. It, go it goes straight through? into the membrane. In fact, the fact that it is piercing the membrane and the slightly different behaviour of the light and the way that light moves as it crosses the membrane is what gave it away to Alessandra. Aha. Uh-huh. So it appears that the beam isn't providing the membrane. It, the beam is feeding the worm or something. Mm. I mean, it's we're a, getting into I think the, worm's the mechanics or something dimension. that we don't... The worm's on another dimension. Mm. And anyway, there you are. No Alessandra, there. This... It's just on another dimension. I'll take a crossbow bolt and, well, I'll try and 
touch the surface of this membrane, as you call it. You're prodding it, right? Yeah, just pushing against it. See if it's yeah. seeing it, it, what There is a tiny amount of give, so it's not a wall of force, but only a tiny amount. I vaguely remember that Burple established this last time, didn't it? Yeah, they, they, if you were, you pinged light pebbles and they were bouncing back. So it's got a sort mm. of rubbery, elastic quality. Yeah. But it's not physical. You don't feel like you're yeah. pushing against something physical that's been turned invisible. You feel like you're pushing against some kind of force, force with an elastic quality. Yeah. But how strong is that force? Well, if you try yeah. and break the plane of this thing by more than about an inch, you realize that you can't push any further. Okay. It just, it's too tough. Anybody else? Anyone for anything else? You're undisturbed. Nobody seems to be paying any attention to you. I wonder if you could, like, dimension door or misty step through it. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good thing to do, though. Yeah. Well, that's your own That's your point. I mean, you've, you've got to meet certain conditions. Are you talking about misty stepping or dimension dooring into the space between where you detect the barrier and the portal itself? You can see uh, no reason why you wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. It's just like crossing the, this barrier. Yeah. So I try and go in. I mean, I've got misty step, but I haven't got, you know... To mention door. I'll try and step through. You're going to try and step through. The That's yeah. an interesting one. Yeah, okay. Slowly. The moment that you make back. contact with the barrier, I've got nothing but bad news for you. You take the following necrotic damage. Yeah. You take um, 44 points. Holy moly. That's of yeah. necrotic <laughs> damage. And you are forcibly pushed away by the barrier back down the corridor you can probably retain your balance okay um all right well so i think we had to do that see if we could work so mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. well, i don't i've got no idea what to do i'm thinking We've we got... still need to go down that corridor past where the hooves is chamber well i was wondering was... about that We've got the apostolic scrolls. Do they mean anything? Would they do anything? Okay, this is a gap in your plot knowledge. No, these are I, the frankly, apostolic scrolls. Sorry. If I, I've been looking for someone to park my car for a while, <laughs> and finally I found a space. <laughs> is this what the scrolls are behind us? Yes. 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 Okay, sorry, sorry. I in the most we'll... embarrassing right, way possible. Don't do it again. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The uh, apostolic scrolls are the scrolls you've been looking for and have found on this altar. Sorry, I thought they were, we'd found them and just had them with us, and this was something else. No, well, okay. I'm trying to think of a polite way of backing out of this so we can all pretend that you haven't <laughs> <laughs> completely <laughs> fucked it. But no, I completely fucked it. It's fine. Good job you weren't doing the recap. Weeks basically. and weeks and weeks adventuring under a total misapprehension of what was going on. Um, I'm going to do some cure spells unless anybody can give me some cure stuff. Uh, 18 points of damage. Nice, that puts you back in a slightly better nick. I'll do cure wounds on um, Uncle Buggy. Uncle Buggy as well. Uh, What's the situation? Sandra and um, Uncle Buggy, are you staying in the corridor with this thing or are you. What are are you doing? 15, Uncle Buggy. Don't feel any particular time pressure to do anything. The scrolls have got. They're they're signed by Rachnian, aren't they? We can read them. Again. I've got it noted down. They're signed with a stylized R. Loris Rachnian. You found a scroll in the possession of Zerxog, asking for Zerxog to organise for your destruction. That was signed with the stylized R. Let's go down the corridor. God damn, too many scrolls. Yeah, just still too many. The scrolls themselves that have been inspected by Sessions in some detail are written in a strange language that Sessions could not decipher. Sessions, can you do banishment on the scrolls? Interesting question. Let's consult. One creature you can see. No, I can't. 
But I wonder if we can banish the worm. Well, it's an object that you can see. But the worm itself is not visible from where you're standing. There's a there's a stone portal between you and the chamber that you think the worm is in. You can see the worm, on the other hand, down the pipe in the other room where yeah. you first found the worm. You can see its flank. Yeah. So, Sessions, are you going to go and try your spell down the passageway? Because if you're not, then... Well, let's try that. Let's try that. We'll go around to the other room. Yeah. So you're Dangle. heading back the way you came. Yeah. You're taking the little kink in the passageway that leads to the weird mm-hmm. old machine room with this old yeah. equipment yeah. in it. There's a pipe that leads down at an angle, and it seems to lead... You can, you can peer down it. It seems to be leading down into a chamber that now is quite clearly must be the chamber. You know, it's got this worm in it, lit by this unearthly green energy. You know that just at, before the end of this pipe, there was the same rubbery, invisible membrane. That's fine. He, he'll dangle himself down on a rope. Yeah. This is marvellous. So tiny little three-foot sessions. So he's tying a rope around his waist yeah. and he's being lowered down the pipe towards the worm chamber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the further you descend down this pipe sessions, the louder the pulsing of the whatever awful circulatory system of this beast mm-hmm. is thumping in your ears. And then... Can I see it at some point? Well, you can see the flank. All you've ever been able to see is what you infer to be the side of this giant worm thing. You are down at the point where you're almost at this barrier. Mm -hmm. Can you give me, Sessions, an arcana check as you approach the point where you think this barrier is? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're right up. Your nose is almost at it. Your face is lit up this sort of pale green. 15. As you peer at this force wall, you peer at this thing. The green light that's obviously coming in from the other chamber is sort of suffusing this. And you can pick something out, Sessions. You can make out runes, almost like they are f- like flaws in a gem. So they're sort of floating in three dimensions, but you can see a distinct ring like there's a circle of runes traced around the bit of the uh, the worm chamber that you can see and those rune sessions exactly resemble the runes in the blue and the red circles of ground on the arena above and <gasps> I think at that point we should Ooh. pick things up next week that's so oh. interesting <sighs> I think there's a an entrance. Mm. Oh, so we're right underneath one of them. Well, some interesting questions have been raised. The Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Champion's Belt and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Champion's Belt was written by Tito Lietti. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening! Thanks for listening!